0: And I want to be sure that we understand what unity means when we use that word, denial. It is not used, underline this in your thinking, if you will. It is not used in the way that it is used in recovery or in recovery terms. Because denial, as a term in recovery, usually has to do with a refusal to deal with or face some addictive behavior. Am I right? But in a metaphysical term, it's very different than that. So, pull the weed, plant the seed. If you want to think about how affirmations and denials work together, just remember that little rhyme. Pull the weed, the seed. Denial, in a metaphysical sense, is a mental process. It's our process of erasing or cleansing uh, from our consciousness a false or an untrue belief. It's a, most often, it goes back to a false or untrue belief about the nature of God. That there is a co-equal power to God, the good, omnipotent. That there is a power, co-equal power. And when we have this false belief, it affects absolutely everything that we do, every decision that we make. Uh, We can't underline this strongly enough. Knowing one presence and one power helps us make the right decisions, the positive decisions, the good decisions in our life. So denial is the process of releasing the false belief in order to make room for the true belief. So it's about making room in our consciousness. We're pulling the weed, pulling out the old belief so that we can plant, in consciousness, in awareness, the truth of one presence, one power, our being created in the image likeness of God and all that goes from that. Now affirmation in metaphysical terms is not some kind of a magical wand. We pass over something, it's going to make something true. Affirmation is our restatement to ourselves of what has always been true. What has always been true and unchanging, not only about the nature of God, but then about our nature as well. So in a sense, it's our way of saying yes to the grand affirmative action of that which we refer to as God or source. Yes to what is real and true of us, yes to what is real and true about life in a larger sense pull the weed plant the seed good reminder because denials can be likened to pulling out the old belief that we no longer want to support with our saying yes to it and planting the seed in consciousness of the truth that we want to embrace we want to manifest the point is when we are clearing out, we want to replace. That's important, the, the two go together. It isn't enough to just clear out because you know what happens in your own garden. You pull out a, one weed and what happens? Another one comes back, doesn't it? So unless we plant something we want in its place, it naturally will return. So something similar happens in consciousness. Take out the old belief, and then be sure and focus on what you're saying yes to. Give energy to what you're saying yes to. Otherwise, you know, ha- old habits, we, we revert back, don't we? So it's, uh, have you ever changed things in a drawer in your home? You, you decided it would be better if this was over in this area? Did you find yourself going back to the old place? And... And that's just one little area of your life. So if that doesn't make a believer of you of how ingrained our patterns can be and how we have to be vigilant, no, that's not where I want to go. I want to go over here. You know? So it's the same with our thoughts. Myrtle Fillmore, co-founder of Unity, had been diagnosed with tuberculosis. And a hundred or so years ago, tuberculosis was a death sentence. She was told she had six months to live. But when she heard a metaphysical lecturer speaking the truth, similar truth to then what she taught and the rest of us have been teaching, she came away with a new concept, and her life was changed. And the affirmation that she came away with, she came up with this, I am a child of God, therefore I do not inherit weakness. In that statement, I see there is both an affirmation and a denial. I am a child of God, yes to that. I do not inherit weakness, no to the old belief that had been promoted by her family by the medical uh, folks that she was working with, and so on. See, up to that point, she had unknowingly been saying yes to a false belief that she was less than God created her to be. And so, when she started saying yes to the truth of her being, things changed. And she had a complete healing and went on to live a very long life. So the reason I mention this is because for me, it's a reminder about my choices. And, and I'll share this and for you to think about with your choices. What about our choices? You know, we always have a choice. And whether we realize it or not, we have the effects of the choice. So, it's important to uh, make the choice with clarity, with understanding, with awareness. So, what do we want? That's our question all the time. What do we want? You know, as I said, affirmations and denials aren't like magic wands that we just wave over something and it's just going to all magically clear up, they're tools. You know, does whether you have a a, a, a pan in your kitchen or a tool in your your toolbox, they do no good unless we use them. The same with our spiritual tools. They're to be used. Used for changing consciousness. Used for rea- realigning our thoughts and beliefs with what is real and true. You know, the great teachers of all ages have taught us that This energy that we live in is sort of like plastic or or, or pliable, moldable, maybe is a better word of saying. And that it's given shape by our practiced thoughts and words. That's what gives that neutral energy shape. It's sort of not totally unlike what happens when water freezes. It takes the shape of the container, right? But the beautiful thing about that, and that's a wonderful metaphor for how energy works. When, when we decide to do this, we can thaw that frozen water and it can be in a different shape, can't it? With choice. Well, similarly, the neutral energy of life can seem to appear as lack or in harmony, but it's because we've given it that shape. And it will only stay in that shape as long as we keep it in that shape with our practice thoughts and words and beliefs. Charles Fillmore, co-founder of Unity, put it this way, We must learn to watch our consciousness, its impulses, and desire as the chemist watches his own solutions. Man forms his own consciousness from the elements of God, and he alone is responsible for the results. I think I left out a word or two there, but you get the gist of it. We need to be as watchful of our consciousness as a chemist is in the laboratory. Next one. Every cell is listening. Now, I don't care if you have been in this kind of study, unity or something similar, for a long time. This is one that we all can fall down on. Every cell is listening. Um, Some say it in the way that mind shapes body. Mind shapes energy and every cell is listening. Now the closest cells in a way uh, and the ones that that we have the m- most direct contact with perhaps on a daily basis is, is our own physical vehicle, right? The cells that make up this, this uh, vehicle we're moving around in. The cells of our body are responsive when we say yes to, well, they're responsive to whatever we say yes to. So if we're saying yes to disease or, or health and well being, they're responsive. Now, you know, we can't say we don't know this stuff. We know it, it's practicing it that's most important. So the wholeness, oh, I wanted to put this piece in. Our cells are responsive. But did you know they are more responsive to the positive energy? And the reason, I believe, is because wholeness is our true nature. And so they remember that. They know that. So what words are we using as we're speaking of our bodies? Uh, Are we going to choose thoughts and words that are in agreement with the nature of God? infinite love, infinite energy, and so on? Or are we going to speak words that are in agreement with something else? It's our choice. It's always our choice. It's not somebody else's. No one else makes that choice for us. Just us. And because we live in a larger body, in a sense, we could say the cells of the body that we live in respond as well. The choice is always ours. So what, what thoughts, what words will we use? And we always get to choose. Are we going to agree with being one with God as our source, the source of infinite good? Or are we going to agree with not being able to afford? Are we going to agree with lack? Are we going to agree with not being enough for everybody? And that if one has, it takes away from us having. What are we agreeing with? It's up to us. By the way, we encourage staying away from that statement, and I won't even add my I am to it, uh, of not being able to afford. Some people say, well then what am I gonna say? What am I gonna tell my kids? What am I gonna tell my grandkids or whatever? Well, don't say that you can't afford it. Say something like, it isn't wisdom right now. Feel how much better that feels in your solar plexus. It isn't wisdom right now, right this moment. You're not closing the door for a future moment. So just a little something there. You may think it's just a little play on words and it doesn't make that much difference, but it really, really does make a difference. And the next point is it's never too late. Never too late. Is that true? Is that really true, it's never too late? I believe it is. Uh, Because it's never too late to make a different choice. And I think this is important to know because, present company accepted, uh, many people, let's put it like that, have not been as aware as maybe they are right now. So they have, in previous moments, not made the choice to say yes to their spiritual reality. Yes to health and well-being, yes to worthiness, yes to deservedness, yes to abundance, and so on. In past moments, perhaps, they've said yes to the opposite. Is it too late to make a different choice? Never. If we used to say yes to beliefs that are no longer a part of our consciousness, that doesn't mean that it stays against us forever when you were learning math you messed up didn't you you got the wrong answers because you didn't know but once you knew better you put that into practice and your past errors as a youngster of six or seven is never held against you well the same is true in a spiritual sense It's always a new moment, always a new opportunity for a different choice. It's never too late. You know, if we used to say yes to different beliefs, there's no law that says we have to keep doing it. In fact, there is a spiritual law or principle that says it's not held against you. You get to make a different choice. With practice and with awareness, we can catch ourselves more quickly when we hear ourselves saying things or thinking things that aren't uh, in alignment with our true nature as we understand it right now. We don't need to fight against it, beat, beat it down, you know, get it down and kill it. We don't have to beat ourselves up for having that old thought again. It's just simply a matter of brushing it away with, I don't think like that anymore. I don't choose to talk about myself that way anymore. I don't choose that belief anymore. I no longer choose to call myself names like that. And just gently put ourselves back on the track of a reminder of what we really want to say yes to and what we want to give our energy to.